It's Wednesday, December 21st, just a few short days before Christmas. And I'm here with my good and festive friend, CJ. CJ, how are you today? I wish you a Merry Christmas and holiday season, Scott. I'm pretty pumped for it. I have almost all of my Christmas shopping done. Um, just put together a few turbo presents last night that will get here in time from Amazon. I'm ready to go. Turbo. Usually, what, usually, I, usually. What is a turbo present, CJ? That's like I did in 10 minutes. I got just a, a bunch of presents for my family. Wow, okay. And usually I'm like giving, handing them pronounced the things that are coming from Amazon in a few days. Right. Which is awful. But now they'll be under the tree? Now they'll actually be under the tree. Right. Um, I'm excited. A couple presents that I get to enjoy myself for other people are every year I take my father-in-law to a Celtics game. Nice. So we're going to go January 10th to see him play the Wolves. Nice. Um, I was going to take him to see the Spurs and Webinaya, but I pulled jury duty that day. So Wow, CJ, you and jury duty. You'll, you'll be able to talk your way out of that. I mean, what, what lawyer would want you in the jury box? Well, I think that I would be a, an excellent jurist until about three weeks ago. And? I started listening to a podcast on the recommendation of Will Shapiro, and I am now a conspiracy theorist nut. Oh, so we're back. Wait, so now do you believe that we never had a moon landing? The the tables have turned. Now, the moon landing, I'll get to the moon landing eventually. Okay. I am now so deep into the JFK conspiracy. Okay. So deep. The Rob Reiner and Soledad O'Brien podcast, Who Killed JFK? Oswald did not act alone. It was the CIA. It was the Cubans. It was the mafia. They do a great job of breaking down what was at stake who could benefit from JFK being off the table and how and why they did it, the players involved. It is, it's riveting. Well, CJ, I mean, that's, that's hardly news. I mean, everybody knows that, that, that there were about eight different factions that wanted Kennedy dead. Yeah, but here's the thing. They are six or seven episodes in. By the end, they are naming four people involved in the shooting. Really? Yeah. Based on just their conjecture? Based, just their research? Based on their research and things, interviews they've been doing, things that have come out in the last 10 years that, you know, update things like, I mean, the Oliver Stone movie at this point is 20 years old and it barely scratches the surface. Right. But everything they have is backed up by fact, backed up by documents, interviews. And you said this is Rob Reiner that used to be on uh, yeah, I mean, All in the, the Family? The Princess Bride guy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's... So it's all incredible. it does is cover this one topic. It doesn't talk about all conspiracies? No, just JFK, but... Moon landing's next? You can see... but No, but, yeah, you can see, though, how someone who... It's interesting because it's, it's presented from the perspective of both Rob Reiner, who was 16 years old when the assassination occurred, yeah. and sold out O'Brien, who grew up just taking as fact that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. That was because she's much younger than Rob Reiner. And Reiner was like, I never bought it. It didn't make any sense to me. The Warren Commission report comes out, doesn't make any sense. And people who were heavily invested in that, which a lot of America was, I think became suspicious of the government. And you can see how you can go down that slippery slope of getting to something as insane as the moon landing didn't happen. Yeah, okay. So is that, I'm going to take that as an apology. Um, let's, 
Let's lower it. <laughs> let's lower it from a go fuck to yourself. Just, go, let's go lower it from a go fuck yourself. Oh, with the curse saying this is yeah. a family podcast. Yeah, well, I'll just I'll just downgrade it to a, another. It's not your fault. Okay. <laughs> okay. CJ, um, you know I mentioned you're faster because you were dressed like an elf on the shelf today. You got into the spirit. You look fantastic, CJ. Thanks. I'm wearing a T-shirt of the Ultimate Warrior from <laughs> World Wrestling Federation. Wow. And you have a lot of teeth. I'm sitting here staring at, uh, we're in CJ's office. Lumpus yeah. room, I think, for lack of a better term. That's my, that's my office. Yeah, okay, this is not an office. But he's got this murals. You gotta, you, everybody's got to come see this. That is just, it's got my rapt attention because I'm staring right at it. I'm not even going to try to describe it, but if you ever see in CJ's house, ask to see the, uh, the mural of the guitarist. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a good room. CJ, um, you mentioned you were going to see the Celtics. Look, uh, love the Celtics, but once again, can't beat the freaking Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they were up seventeen points last night, CJ, and they lost. Yeah, I got a good buddy who was texting me through the game. who's a big Warriors fan, and I was texting when they were up seventeen. I, I think I caused the loss by saying this totally makes up for the NBA Finals. This is the yeah. revenge. Well, it wouldn't anyway? And then, but... eh, no, of course it wouldn't, but. Um, you know what I love? I read these art. This is typical. I thought maybe getting rid of Marcus Smart was the key. But I love, I read these articles. They're going on this West Coast road trip. They're like, well, we're better now. We're smarter now. We're this, we're that. And they do the same thing they always do. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't know who the problem is, but I'm starting to think it's Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Just blow the team up, start over? Well, one of them. But it, 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 can't, it, it can't be Jalen Brown because he just signed him. And it can't be Jason Tatum because he's the best player you have. So I don't know what they do. I don't know, man. I just don't think those two, it just, I don't know. Maybe yeah. you can trade one, but I just don't think those two mesh. I don't know. They're a frustrating team to watch. They are, um, CJ. I'm... Bruins also, Bruins gave up a uh, an overtime loss last night, too. It's still it's a point. Big, I know. It just, I, I know that good, I get the point thing, but that's also... These things with points for ties just drives me crazy. It's like, who cares about a tie? See, Travis at Paddle last night, and we were on the verge of tying a team that we should not tie with. Yeah. And uh, my boy Rick St. Jean and, uh, and uh, Mark Nordstrom and uh, the new pro John Gordon. And who did he play with? Uh, Gru, Mike McClain. They came through... At the 9.30 hour and won their matches. Wow. And we won 5-3. The D3 team has now got one loss, and we're, we're heading to the playoffs, CJ. That's huge. Playoffs aren't for a while, but I'm just saying, we're heading to the playoffs. Okay. But um, big pile party tomorrow night at Karma. You can stop by if you like. You're, well, you would know about it because you're on the email chain. <laughs> I haven't read, read an email in a while. Oh, really? No. You should read your email, CJ. I sent one today. Why, why do I need to read my emails? The government's already reading them. That's true. Yeah. Every, yeah. So, they, it, yeah. so we should, should I send you emails in code from now on? Yeah, no, absolutely. Wow, this is, I, I don't know. I've got you in a dark place today. I'm yeah. not sure how this is going to go. Um, <laughs> do we, do we want to talk golf at all? Since well, this is a golf podcast. I'm, we'll, we'll talk a little golf. I'm going to tell you one thing that I'm, that I've been told I can't tell you, so I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but I'm telling you a little of the thing. Okay. Uh, I was with our head pro, Brian Smith, last week, and he's got some ideas for next year that I thought were excellent, 
and I told him I was going to mention him on the podcast, and he asked me not to. Okay. So in deference to him, I will not. But I will tell you, these are great ideas that likely will be brought to the golf committee and die there. So. <laughs> All right. That I probably won't hear about that. <laughs> of course you won't. You'll, no, what will happen is you'll go to the golf committee meeting and they'll say, Brian Smith brought us these ideas. We decided not to do them. And that will happen before you even get to weigh in on it. Yes. So one, one idea he had is pretty good. Okay. I think you'll like it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm And I'll let you know when he tells me it's okay. He said to me verbatim, he goes, look, Scott, if you put it on the podcast, like 200,000 people are going to hear it. And I haven't discussed it with the golf committee yet. Okay. So, we have to be careful, you know, when you have a broad yeah. audience like we do. By the way, the government's listening to our podcast as well. You realize that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So just be careful. Yeah. CJ. All right. Um, I have seen a black sedan driving by my house every once in a while. Now I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, Uber is totally government tied. And it's, it's just all. Wow, CJ. Yeah. You got to stop listening to these yeah. podcasts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I hear a black shopper right now. <laughs> Excuse me. Still, still the remnants of a cough, but. CJ, um, uh, this will be the last podcast we do until 2024. So I got one question. I got a couple questions for you. Okay. Number one, um, what is the thing that you are most, I'm going to say, either proud of or happy about that you personally accomplished in 2023? Golf wise or? Could be anything. Life? It can be golf. I mean, with you, golf is a big part of your life. I know that. But it could be anything. Um, I think that like I, I you know I, I have a pretty free-flowing schedule in general um, I think that I've done a really good job this year of kind of resetting a lot of habits and routines and getting myself at a place where I, I set goals every month and I accomplish them for the most part so I've been as you came in you saw I had a bunch of sheet music laid out I've been learning a bunch of songs on guitar I've been learning Spanish um, wow. I'm heading to Spain next year um, possibly forever, um, <laughs> since the government probably won't so let me you back gotta, in. You gotta, you gotta be careful that when you go to Spain, you have to learn the Spaniard Spanish. It's completely different from the Spanish they speak uh, that, here in the United States. That I am learning. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am an expert at this. I used to work at a Spanish language TV station. I don't know if you know that. Do you speak fluent Spanish? I, I can understand Spanish. I can't conjugate the verbs in my head. So even though yeah, I took that, about 10 years thing. of it. That's the thing. I got to do a lot more listening. So yeah. Duolingo is pretty cool. They have um, they actually do you know, Spanish podcasts, but very simple stories, speaking slowly, because I can read it and I totally get what's going on, at least so far the stuff I've been looking at. But when I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the heck just happened. So I will tell you that um, uh, you know, being older than you and and more properly educated, because back then people were more properly educated. Yeah. The best way to understand Spanish is to learn Latin. And uh, I took, I took some four Latin. years of I took four years of Latin. Latin. So if you if you yeah. got the basics of Latin, yeah, you do yeah, understand the that they call Spanish and French the Romance Latin. languages. Do you know why? Because they are from Rome. <laughs> oh, CJ. Yeah. Why Why am I matching wits with four, you? You're a genius. Four you years built Latin. rocket ships. Yeah, I mean you're right though. I didn't get a proper education. They gave me at the end of my four years in college. I didn't get a degree. Oddly enough, I got a participation award. Really? Yeah. I, I don't... You can see my participation award up on the wall there. I don't understand what you're telling me. No. That, that's oh. not what happened. Oh. Well, you, I just... I just you I did go know. down my tape, right? Yeah. Undergrad or overgrad? Or both? Overgrad. Is that not undergrad? No. I, I, I did undergrad, aerospace, and then I did business school there. Okay. So you're a double 
You're a double mitt. You're a double mitter. Yeah. All right. All right. So, CJ, what, I, I don't think you gave me an answer to my original question is what are you happiest and most proud of? I think it was the life reset. Just organizing your life? Yeah, organizing my life, making time more efficient, like just doing a lot more stuff. Um, I think I was, I was kind of... Um, I used to do this tech entrepreneurship thing and I was kind of like hanging on to that, but not really um, thinking about the fact that I just didn't want to do that anymore. So now I've kind of shifted my life over to like picking up, it's almost like I'm in high school again, I'm picking up new skills and I want a career shift into something else more creative and I'll eventually get there, but I don't quite know what it is yet. All right. Do you think um, you'll we'll ever take another job? Possibly. Really? Yeah. No, like not, it's not like your own you know, not like your own business, will you actually go work for someone? Yeah, there's there's a lot of comfort that I have. So when I was in business school, I did the entrepreneurship program. Um, and we're 15 years out now from when I graduated. And many of the entrepreneurs I knew who started companies, some did well, some didn't. Um, many of them work at a big company now and they're so happy because they get to go into work do their day, leave, punch out at the end of the day, go home and have a life. And get paid. When you're running a technology company, you have no life outside of it. I understand. So it is, it's pretty brutal time-wise. If you don't do it like that, your competitor is gonna beat you. So it's nonstop. You're waking up at two in the morning to do stuff all the time. So it's, it's pretty wild life. Um, wild, I mean, fun at times, but mostly not. It's mostly just a big grind. Um, I think, you know, I hear the types of days that, I was watching Hard Knocks, Last night, I was seeing the type of day that Mike McDaniel puts in at the Dolphins, where he goes in at 4 a.m. I'm like, hey, he's like living the life. I know yeah, that life. I know that if life. You, if you're doing what you love, though. Yeah. So interesting you, you, you said that, because um, my answer to that question is almost a diametric opposite of what you just okay. said. Because I spent my entire life in corporate America with, I guess what you said, the satisfaction of knowing you can go home, have your weekend, still get paid. However... In corporate America, you, there's always something that you're thinking about and usually worried about. And yeah. most of it has to do with the further you go up the food chain, the less and less job security you have. Yeah, and totally. It's fine when you're older, like I was when I finally gave in. But when you're doing it in your 40s and 50s, you're trying to get your kids up into college and all of that, and you have no idea when the plug might get pulled, yeah. that can be a little crazy. Stressful, yeah. So I would say for this year, my... The thing I'm most proud of is that I made the the full year adjustment from being out under corporate America and running my own thing and doing the two or three different things that I did and actually sustaining them through at least this year. So, wow, we didn't. So we did not plan to have that discussion, and yet there it is. That's kind of the beauty, the yeah. symmetry there. Yeah. Um, and as I look outside, I notice across the street by my, my neighbor's grass is greener <laughs> than mine. <laughs> And your neighbor is looking at us through binoculars through, through their window. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah, no, it was funny. You actually, see that everywhere. Actually, my neighbor, no joke, my neighbor across the street said to me at one time, he's like, man, you got a lot of guitars in your, uh, in your oh, office. No. You I was like, but I was well, like, you don't, you don't have any curtains on these windows. You just have no, the I got, shade. I got the shade. I know, but the shade is either up or down. And, and, and when it's nice like this, it's going to be up. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been doing my morning nude stretching right in front of that window, but I, I am going to stop now. <laughs> Jesus, That's ever tell you? Ever tell you? We had an office when I was doing my startup. We had an office in um, Porter Square, and if you know Porter Square, like right on Mass Ave, there's that like cube building, all windows. We call it the Baby Hancock. 
um, they built an apartment right across the street from it. And the, the windows are totally tinted in the office. So you look at it, you don't, you can't see anything in there at all. But there was an apartment building that was built right across the street from my office where I was looking out. And no joke, there was a guy in one of those units that would do naked stretching in front of his window every single day. And as far as I can tell, not realizing that everyone in that office building could see it. Well, how could he not? How could he not realize that? I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, I don't care who you are. You are not going to look good stretching naked. No, God no. You've seen that Seinfeld episode what? where the they, the woman like walks around naked all the time, and Jerry's like, "You think you think it sounds great? He's like, it's not good. It's not good." Yeah, you have to be. You have to look like it's got to be know, a certain context. Jameson or Alexander Daddario in order to to, to, yeah. to look like that. Yeah, right? amazingly, they look more similar than you would think. Really, I would, <laughs> you'll have to prove that to me one yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CJ. Um, Okay, so that was really a very deep answer you gave me about your accomplishment in 2023. So I know you seem to have a lot on the table. What is your one goal? Not, not a resolution into 2024, since you've already accomplished the big one of becoming a single-digit handicap. Uh, well, my next big golf goal would be, and this, this may never happen, but I, I, think, um, I think of the Vince Lombardi quote, perfection is unattainable, but by pursuing it, you might achieve excellence. Hmm. I would like to get under 5.4 so that I could compete in a mid-am. Okay. And that's not going to happen in one year. No, no. I, I, I don't believe it will, but it took me a couple of years to get to single digits too. True. It, it from, could happen. From 18. There's no reason it can't happen for you. It just, yeah. you got to be patient with it. Totally. Totally. I mean, it's, there's a lot to work on. Um, and I think it's going to involve being a little more deliberate about tracking my rounds, not just the scores, but what goes wrong. Um, and then working on the stuff that I'm messing up. Well, I'm going to tell you how you get there. It's a it. You got to practice your short game and your putting. That's all. Yeah. That's how you get there. You hit the ball fine. You'll make mistakes, but that will come with time where you stop making those. And when I say you, I'm talking about most people. Yeah. The only way to blow your scores in golf is to be able to chip and putt. Yeah. Inside 100 yards... Up and down, yep. majority of the time. Yep. No worse Making than three. Making ten foot putt for birdie instead of two foot, instead of two putting for par. Yep. Stuff like that. Though that's the way you get low. Yeah. That's the way you go low. Yeah. And I took the putting clinic from Preston last year, which was good. And I, I don't think. Yes, I know, CJ. I suffered more, from that. more than the aim point. It was how I think the most important thing I learned was how to use the putting green before the round. Yeah. And how to use the practice green? How to use the, the practice green? Yeah. Um, it was, the idea was everyone goes out there and they practice these 12, 15 foot putts. On the, that's what they do. Right. Well, if you're a pro, you're not making most 15 foot right. putts. So why practice? So practice inside four feet. Right. Make sure you make 10, 15, 20 in a row, then go to 30, 40, 50 feet and make sure you're two putting. So see, Chad, I'm gonna tell you a secret. You know I'm a good putter. Yeah. And more importantly, Very I putter. confidence my putting. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a secret that nobody knows, but I'm going to share this with you today. When I step on, the, the, there's an assumption, and I guess we all have to accept it, that when you putt on your practice screen, either at your course or wherever you go, that that is going to resemble, at least in terms of speed and maybe undulations, what you're going to see on the course, right? You have to take that as an ex accepted yeah. thing. When I get on the shot, practice screen up top. I take two balls out of my pocket 
and I put them down and I watch where and how far and how they roll. And before I've even hit a putt, I know what the greens are like. Yeah, I mean, that's, I do something similar. Does that make similar. sense? Yeah, I mean, I do something similar now where I, I basically, I take a putter, I take a stroke with the putter that's the length of the head of my putter and I see how far it goes. Yeah, it's and like, then, it's like yeah. your own version of a stimp because yeah, that's all the just, stimp is. Yeah, it's a calibration. So then I say, okay, if I'm doing, if I'm taking it back the, the length of my putter head and come through, okay, that goes at eight feet. Well, I know on the greens, if it's a 16 foot putt and you do two putter heads. So that's what's helping me okay. dial it more. I, you know, well, you've played with me a year or two ago, I'd have a 12 foot putt, I'd leave it 15 feet long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or, 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 well, depending or, or on the six day, feet short. short. But that all comes to knowing speed. But more importantly, and we talked about, you know, the opportunity to hit a 10 footer for birdie instead of two putting. The, the, the almost consistency of getting up and down on the green two putting 30 footers as opposed to just taking three putts. Yeah. I, I know that when you had that, remember when you had that hubcap that you used for a putter? Yeah. Um, you were three putting a lot. Tons. And three putts, there are a lot of things in golf that will kill your score, but none more so than three putts. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys and women um, will just accept that that's part of the game. It's not. It's not. I, I mean, I, I, in my head, know when I've had rounds where I didn't three putt once, and that's huge. Yeah. And a lot of that can be if you chip well, and then, you know, and you're, you're always within 10 feet, but then you wasted a shot anyway. But three putting is the bane of any golfer's scoring. You want to get down to 5-4, that's where you work your game. I agree. All right. Um, so, CJ, my goal in 2024, you're going to laugh at this. Uh-oh. But if I accomplish it, you and I may, may go on the road. Okay. I'm going to learn how to play the piano. Nice. Are you ready for that? I, I can't wait. Do you know any piano at all? I do a little. Okay. I'm just, I'm, it's, it's all a matter of flow. I'm learning flow. Okay. Are, so, are, are, we, are we talking like jazz, classical? Let's just get to Mary Had a Little Lamb first and then I'll, and then I'll jump off from there. Well, what the style you're playing is gonna be is gonna dictate a little bit of the fundamentals you want to learn. Right, that's a good point. So you're already way ahead of me, CJ. Yeah. But so you have a teacher? Do you know how to play a piano? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, basic, basic. Yes, I'm, I'm doing it off the internet. So okay, I do have a teacher. Okay, great. The internet's so, the teacher. Well, I mean, yeah, that's all it's available. I'm not gonna have someone come to my house and teach me. Okay, you have a you have a what kind of piano do you have? It's a. Uh, I don't know, CJ. I don't know. I'm not that into pianos, but it's a, it's in my family room. Okay, so it's a it's a piano with. It's not a keyboard. It's a piano. With strings. It's a piano that sounds like a carnival. A strings. And, and I have a microphone that smells like a beer. Okay, that's just, okay. So we're gonna see you <laughs> at one of those. Uh, yeah, that, that one right over your head. One, one of those. One of those joints. That one right over your head. Isn't that Billy Joel? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. The, the reason I was going to go to one of those bars where they play piano and like you tip the people to play a song. Yeah, you can tip them more to stop playing the song. Oh shit! Well, a lot of Billy, a lot of Billy Joel. But you're going to be you're going to be accompanying on guitar. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, um, you're going to have to. are going to go heavy on Beatles. You're going to have to earn my company. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, again, that's my goal for 2024 yeah. right. because I've already achieved that 5.4 thing that you're looking for. I mean that, you know, I did that years ago. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to move on to something else. All right. CJ, um, uh, we're going to, uh, Innisburg in April. 
Yeah. Do you think Innisbrook will be a little drier than the shot at Country Club right now? I can only hope. Did you see the pictures that Brandon Driscoll sent? I did. I I said that this significantly changes the course rating because you have to you have to carry a lot of water. <laughs> Every hole's a water hole. Yeah. yeah. CJ, I don't even understand it. I'm like, it's, I know we got some rain. Yeah. But we've got some rain during the summer. It would never look like that. Well, we've just been getting assaulted by rain. I will say, so I've been asked many, many times by people, especially the, the Doyles, Castera, Schulzinger contingent, to talk on the podcast. They actually want Alan Berger to come on the podcast. And right, if you're listening now. That guy that, uh, yeah, so he's a. That's going to bring up a point, but go ahead. Yeah, he's a, uh, urban he's urban planning professor at MIT, member of Nishotic, and he knows. I think he has, he has some suggestions on how to mitigate some of the Disperse flooding. Disperse water. Disperse right. water, mitigate some of the effects of the flooding that we have had in the past few years and will probably continue to have. And there's a new committee outside of the golf committee that seems to be a subset of the golf committee. Rick and Bach is on it. Chip, Chris, Brian, I think a couple other people I can't remember who are Jeremy on it. Jeremy Meads on it. Jeremy Meads on it. Um, great. Solid guy to have on the committee. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping that they can come up with some really good solutions or implement some of what Alan is suggesting to to help us. Immediately, not like down yeah. the road. Yeah. yeah, totally. Well, we'll see how that goes. CJ, if I counted the number of times that I knew and everybody at Nishadok knew that we had an expert in a field as a member that they didn't tap into... You know, like, you notice we don't have uh, windows in our men's lounge? Did you know that Brandon Driscoll is a contractor and could punch out two windows in literally 15 minutes? Is that allowed? Can you put windows in in a men's locker room that faces out to a family setting? Well, first of all, it faces out to a sidewalk in in a building, but also you just put tinted glass in. And when was the last time you saw someone in their towel in that lounge? Everybody comes in dressed. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, no, I mean, the thought, I think the thought was in the beginning that guys would come in, sit around, play cards and their towels and all that. But it just doesn't happen. It never happened once. It's yeah. never happened once. No one has ever come into that. Guys will come in in their workout stuff. Guys will come in in sweatpants or yeah. whatever. But it, it's fine to have a window there. Yeah. There's nothing there. So, but again, to my point, we rarely tap into the expertise that we have yeah. at that club. So hopefully in this case we will. I, I really do hope so. All right. Um, CJ, do you have anything to say about, because I always like to revisit this with you, your D- Detroit Lions. They look the best they have looked in two months. All of a sudden, they're back. All of a sudden, they're back. They we'll seem see. to be a little bit of a roller coaster team, CJ. They're starting to make me nervous. Uh, well, I think the biggest thing was their defense, and the defense actually looked good this weekend. Yeah, but they played a shitty team. Denver had been pretty hot. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Well, we got Minnesota two more, two twice. I know. I saw that twice in sandwich. three games. That's they're, they're the bread, the meat, the sandwiches, the Cowboys. Yeah. I say, let's see what they do with the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys. I don't think that matters. Cowboys are making the playoffs. I don't think they're worried about it. The Lions are making the playoffs. I I would be surprised if they show each other anything because if they were going to play in the playoffs, you're not going to. Put a lot of stuff on tape. That's that's like a pretty likely outcome is that Minnesota goes yeah. to Detroit. So that could be a really useless game. No, yeah. Minnesota or the, the Lions? Minnesota goes to Detroit in the playoffs. Oh, 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 Minnesota. I, yeah. I, I'm i thinking maybe the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, the Cowboys are probably going to win their division at this point. So That's yeah. true because the Eagles lost. 
Something's yeah, going so on Detroit, with, Detroit something's see, going on with the Eagles, by the way. Detroit would probably see Dallas in the divisional then at Dallas. See, Jay, you know when uh, I, I, I run that football pool with that pick'em pool, and I always use 14 games, and there are 16, so I have to drop two. It was hard to drop games because almost every team is still fighting yeah. for a playoff spot. I mean, legitimately so. Yeah, the, and possibly the best team in the league, the Bills, might not make the playoffs. Yeah, they will. Uh, I agree with you. Right now, yeah. they'd be on the outside looking in. Yeah. But I have this feeling, first of all, they're playing like the Chargers. They have to play the Pats, and, and then, then they, they play the Dolphins. But they could actually win the I, division. I spent a little too much time on the ESPN playoff machine where you can pick who wins. Oh, really? And how and it happens? What, and what happens. And a lot of scenarios basically come down to the last week of the season, Buffalo goes to Miami. And if they win, they win the division. If they lose, they're out of playoffs. They're, so they're going off assumptions of the games they're going to win going forward. Yeah. So they, if they win, if they win the next two games, they might be in the playoffs already because I mean, Miami's got tough games that they're playing. Ooh, Miami's they have playing, an easy game this week, don't they? They have. I think they have the Ravens this week. No, Ravens are playing the Niners this week. Oh no, no, yeah, Ravens are big next Monday week. night game. Big Monday night game. Who two they, best teams in football. They play. Who do they play? The Ravens and the Niners. No, 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 but who does Miami play this week? I'm trying to remember. I think they were favored like five and a half points on the road somewhere. I don't remember who, but... Um, oh, they're playing the Cowboys. Oh, okay, so there you go. So they have Cowboys. The Cowboys are a win-loss, win-loss team, and they got their butts kicked by uh, the Bills, so they're not going to lose to the Dolphins. Yeah, they got... Dolphins going to lose that game. They got Dallas at home, at the Ravens, home for the Bills. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. I think you're ESPN. By the way, why can't you put together an algorithm like that? Why do you have to use ESPNs? This is what you do. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. What you, it's right there at your fingertips, CJ. You do everything else with algorithms. I don't want to code anymore. <laughs> you, yes, you do. You love coding. Um, but then I was noticing that the Bills make the playoffs that most the, most scenarios, they end up playing the Dolphins in the first round. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. They're gonna, I think the Bills are going to make the playoffs. I, I feel like the uh, well, the Jaguars are going to make them just because they're going to win that division, but they're terrible. Um, the wild card teams are all like, I mean, the Steelers. Believe it or not, the Steelers are still in contention to make yeah, the playoffs. They're not, not making the playoffs. It's terrible. They're not making the playoffs. The one year that the Patriots suck, they could have they could have backed into the playoffs with just a couple of wins. It's really pathetic. Yeah, I, I want them to get one of those quarterbacks though. Yeah, I, I, if if it were me, and I don't care if they have the number one pick, I would take Marvin Harrison, Jr. He's good. And then worry about getting you a quarterback later. You got to have a transformative player, and he's a transformative player. Yeah, he I mean, can't miss. You never know what these quarterbacks. Some of them. I mean, look at Bryce. What's his name? Young. I mean, he's. I mean, again, maybe he'll get better, but he was terrible. I'll say, I'm and glad. his coach was a quarterback's coach. And what's that well, tell you? I'm glad. I'll say I'm glad from that draft class that C.J. Stroud was good because they said, "Oh, he's." He, they were like, "He's too stupid to be quarterback in the NFL." And Is that right? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he. They had this um, like cognitive processing test, and he scored this like this really low score. And they said nobody's ever scored so low and been a good quarterback. And then Stroud said, "Yeah, well, watch this. I'm gonna light it up." He he's been great. Been he's great. gonna break some rookie records, I think. Yeah. So and and that you know and the Texans, if you think about it, they went from. Last year, they were still a dog team, right? I mean, yeah. like just like Pat's record now. And this year, they're vying for a playoff spot. Yeah, That's one season. And that's getting a good coach, a good quarterback, 
and then he made the people around him better. That's what a good quarterback does. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. Like the Pats, they talk about they have no talent. Well, you don't know that because they didn't have a good quarterback to bring out that talent. You remember when Brady was at the peak of his powers? He could make some of the most mediocre players look good. Yeah, but there was that 06 season when they lost in the they lost the 21-3 read. 21-3 lead to the Colts yeah. when they didn't have any receivers, yeah. which is kind of like what Mahomes... But he still, they still scored 21 points in the first half. Reminds me of Mahomes right now. A little bit. And I, and you, are, are you going to count out the Chiefs for the Super Bowl? I'm not. No, but they, they've got issues. But they've, they're have they they're just a different team. They, they have a much better defense than they've had. They've got a good running game when Pacheco's playing. Right. I, so I sense this game. kid, Rice, who is a rookie, by the way. They're good. Yeah. He's getting warped. Balls and he'll take a step forward, yeah. and next year he'll be good, and they'll and they'll find someone. Look, the great thing about being the Chiefs, the great thing used to be about being the Patriots is guys will come play for you because yeah. you want to ring. Well, and I you get to play with Mahomes. I'll I'll put my uh, fortune telling hat on and predict that you're going to see a heavy dose of Rice and Jarek McKinnon in the playoffs from the Chiefs. Well, is Pacheco out for good? No, no, no. no but in the passing game. Yes, in the passing game, yes. Yeah, because yes. everyone's going to double Kelsey, and they'll say, okay, right. well, here comes Rice. And well, that's what, that's the whole thing with the Bel- Belichick method. You take their best player, and you take them out of the game, which yeah. they did with Kelsey, but it didn't matter. One thing about, about Mahomes that is purely special is his ability. He doesn't even run anymore, you notice. I mean, there were a couple times in the Pats game, I don't know if you watched it, where he could run, but what he does is he evades the rush, he steps forward around the side, sets his feet, and inevitably, in that amount of time, one of his receivers has gotten open. Well, I was listening to I listened to the, the Kelsey Brothers podcast, New Heights. It was, it was kind of cool. Kelsey was talking about that. He said, basically, they practice this all the time. That Mahomes will take, he'll look at his first read, his second read. If it's not there, he'll scramble. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone knows that everyone's on tempo to know that, okay, if the ball's not out yet, then I got to like go scramble, drill, right. start running toward and I want to be in this spot and you're going to be in this spot and yeah so they practice so I think it's one two read scramble now if nothing's there now I run so that first part of the scramble is designed yeah yeah but that again not every quarterback has that wherewithal to be able to do that he's he's he's, special he's really good he's great I mean we were fortunate to have Tom Brady different kind of quarterback same kind of results but yeah it's fun to watch him um and frankly you know, now that the Pat season doesn't matter, I would normally be really pissed the way they played against the Chiefs, but I was like, yeah, Chiefs are just a better team, and it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch them win. This is what the Pats used to do, win without their A game. Yeah. And that's absolutely what they did this past weekend. Yeah. And they'll continue to do that. CJ, yeah. um, now that we're, uh, now that we're uh, as I mentioned to you, heading to Innisbrook, Question for you, CJ. Are you going to shipstick or are you going to carry your bags? I'll probably bring my bags because I think I, I may be playing around before Innisbrook. Yes, I might do that as well. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna carry because I don't. Have you ever shipstick before? Oh yeah, it's great. It is good. It's the very. What about FedEx? Because FedEx does the same thing. Shipsticks right? is FedEx. Oh, I thought they were two Sh- separate shipsticks things. Shipsticks is purely like. They create a label that you print and you stick on your bag. But it's run by FedEx, and then they'll it might they might have a deal with UPS and stuff as well, oh, okay. depending on what I you need. That. Yeah, so then FedEx will just come pick up your clubs. Yeah, because I think we're gonna try to play uh, somewhere in 
because I'm flying into Tampa on Wednesday. We're going to try to play somewhere Wednesday prior. Yeah. Or maybe we're, even Thursday morning. We're, we're going to same. Yeah, Shortel uh, put a request in to um, oh, so the guys in Innisbrook? No, well, the guys oh. that do um, Bandon Dunes and Cabot Cliffs. Okay. They ju- they're just opening Cabot Citrus Farms. Really? Near Tampa. All right. Um, so he put a, the tea times opened up like yesterday. And he put a request in like two minutes after they opened to for that day. So if we get it, we'll go we'll go play there. Gotcha. Never heard of that, so yeah, I hadn't either. Shortel's on his game, I'm not. So. Yeah, well Shortel, I mean, you know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um CJ, you got anything else? That's it for now. Um, I mean we we uh we're heading into a new year. Yeah. Uh with the new this won't be season three when we go into the new year, right? Well this season two is season two is the whole season. The whole season. Right? Yeah. Uh, by the next time we have the podcast, I'll be able to make those big announcements of uh, Brian Smith's. We'll see. Big. All right. Uh, will I see you? Oh, by the way, Gary's Tavern tonight. Yep. Uh, 3 to 7 p.m. Yep. You cannot be there. No, I'll be at a comedy show. You could go beforehand. That's why uh, we started it at 3. No, I won't be able to. All right. CJ, you never come to Gary's. I'm there. I'm just there at different times. Okay. Um Merry Christmas, CJ. Feliz Navidad, hombre. Nice. Very well done. Happy New Year. And always look over your shoulders, CJ. That's my advice to you. Fair enough. Sign us out. All right. Adios.